Hello, Jamie. How are you doing? Good. It's almost Thanksgiving. That's right. By the time I finish this edit, it may be after. We might be doing like Thanksgiving leftovers. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Which two of the best leftovers combined are turkey and mayo. Uh, no, 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 no mayo. No, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Are you kidding? Cold turkey and mayonnaise? No, cold turkey, yes. No mayonnaise. Don't need that in my life at all. Um, missing out. You're no, missing out. I, I'm better, not missing better. out. Turkey with cranberry sauce, like yeah. all day, every day. One of Danielle's aunts makes a cranberry sauce that has a lot of booze in it. I'm a, I'm down with that. It, cranberry sauce is the easiest thing in the world to make. You just yeah, like it's but it's fresh. even better with booze in it. Well, maybe I don't know. I haven't done, haven't done that. So I'm 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 a purist on 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 my oh so my, you get my. The ones out of a can. No. What is this? This that's, is painful. That's pure cranberry sauce. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm talking about cranberries, like the berries. Like you get the berries and then you sugar and boil them. Water and boil and I, I I've been there. It's, it's actually you're right. It is pretty easy. They and then they pop. They pop. Yes. Yes, it's brilliant. It is it is kind of fun. It's kind of yeah. like take like because I mean, who wants to eat a cranberry? No, I mean, who wants who Ever. wants to have like that weird gelatinous thing that comes out of a can? The goo. I mean, the goo. That's awful. No, that's as well, bad as mayonnaise. You know, every, every. I mean, when I was young, I mean, it happened to show up on occasion <laughs> at, at my house, but I'm not mm-hmm. gonna toss toss anyone under the bus because yeah, because you know, mom does mom. listen to this podcast every once in a while i know she she she's a, a, a fan and a supporter we want to keep her in that camp yeah yep exactly <laughs> just tell oh, her to yeah. like skip past skip past the first three minutes of this episode and she'll be dandy move on yes yeah well yeah. what happened to episode 89 yeah <laughs> 90? right don't um, worry about it don't, don't worry about tell, it mom yeah it got deleted so yeah, so yeah, as we approach, I, I would say one of the funner holidays in American calendar. However, Dan, or, uh, Danielle, not Danielle, Jamie is a hybrid or, or a half breed, which, yeah, a Canadian American or American yeah. Canadian. I don't know. There are there is a Canadian Thanksgiving and an American Thanksgiving. Yes, uh, what they, did, are on diff- they are on different, different days. days. That's right. But since we live in the states, we have always done the American Thanksgiving, which for obvious reasons, like name, namely you're out of school or whatever. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And you, you get your hands on some real cranberries. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cranberries and Turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and yams, all the good, all the good stuff. Yams. But yeah, same thing as a sweet, isn't it the same thing? Is it, is it though? (laughs) I, I want to say yes. I, I grew some squash. In the garden this year, I, I grew a butternut squash. So I'm going to actually try a butternut squash recipe for mm. Thanksgiving. I'm not sure how that's going to go. I will report back later. Mm. I, I mean, as long as you don't undercook it, butternut squash is a very delicious seal of approval. Going to try and keep it simple. So, yeah. 
always always is best. So in in simple terms, what is your beverage du jour? Oh, today. Use my yeah. French French Canadian du jour. I am I'm having the last of the the maple pecan that I mentioned. Pecan. Um, maple yeah. pecan coffee. Yeah, I'm gonna like I like I said, still haven't ventured out, but I will make a make a little trip to see if I can acquire some. Nobody nobody's offered any porch pickup coffee this year. I guess the pandemic is I do have some stuff that I, I intend to get in the mail for you. So oh. there is that. Wink. Capital City coffee is is coming your way. So already purchased. Nice. In the in the bag. Very nice. So looking forward to that. That will be uh, hopefully in time to replace this uh, rootless berry kiss, <laughs> similar to other recent episodes. I've been sticking with my Flint, my Flint favorites, which actually I forgot to mention, and you should have gotten that email. I mean, oh, I, I know we can make a little hint, right, about a potential collaboration between Rootless Coffee, which I, I do believe they are a listener and follower of the Twitter page. And, and these guys, like and us. us guys, us guys. Yes. Yeah. And, um, us guys and, and them. We will come um, up with a, a branded, I don't know how to put it more fun than that. Basically we will get some coffee sketch coffee coffee or coffee sketch podcast coffee out there to consume in the in, real world, in the new year, I think we have to, we have to wait. Yeah, I know we, we have can't to wait. Have it now. We have to no. wait. <laughs> yes, but it's like but Christmas. In, you got to wait. But it, there's anticipation there. Mm-hmm. You're building the anticipation, both for ourselves as well as everybody else that we will yeah. encourage to try. It'll be and exciting, then t- and then tell us tell us if it's any good. Yeah, I think I think. Well, I mean, I we, haven't had anything. We can we consume enough coffee to probably have a, a good opinion about it. But well, we have a, a podcast that we do talk about coffee. Yeah, sometimes. From time to time, right? And and Rootless, you know, does like the graphic yeah. aspects of bag design and whatnot for their branded blends. So mm-hmm. there's there's a nice kinship there. I think mm-hmm. I think I think it's something to look forward to for the new year for sure. Yeah, in the new year. Yeah, and the uh, what was I going to say? I forgot already. The uh, they have another one out now that is uh, kind of neat. It's like I forget the name now. But it's a, a little spoof on Big Lebowski. It's got the the jet, you know, his robe and the bowling ball. And so, speaking of their graphic design, sort of kin, the kinship and their sort of tongue in cheek sort of attitude about labels and things like that. So they keep coming out with some fun stuff. So anyway, so yeah, I forgot to mention that. But Jamie needs to reply to that email. I think to make it official. <laughs> it's your job. Oh, okay, gotcha. Or we need a thumbs up. So, so let's, it's, it's, how do we reintroduce this? We, let me show you, I'm going to pull some sketches from Jamie's vault here, but boom, we can talk about this one first or this one, depending your, your, your preference, but you have some new sketches here of an event that you've been a participant in the past and, and sort of in a, what do you call it? A short list of high regard of designers of these installations called the uh, the Creek Show, the Walden yeah. Creek Creek Show. 
love um, love me some Creek Show. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, I was fortunate to be a selected artist uh, a few years ago with with a team, and were able to release the Kraken on mm-hmm. Waller Creek, and then as Photon Fable, and then Photon Fable Redo got re envisioned in the Umlauf Sculpture Garden, and. Unlike Creature, which is only about 10 days of an installation in downtown Austin, the redo of our Photon Fable was in the sculpture garden for almost a year. So yeah. uh, that was that was pretty darn exciting. But yeah, the, the Creek Show annually is put on by the Waller Creek Conservancy in downtown Austin. And they have tried to garner attention to this watershed area in in the in the downtown grid. We've talked about it a little bit before, but in getting the public awareness campaign for this particular area and the importance of it, both for the city, but also the potential that this watershed can also be a, a, a place for the public to interact with the natural environment you know, that sort of stretches up through the city and becomes this kind of nice artery, both literally and figuratively throughout the city they they decided that art was was a, and art activations were were a possible way to gain public awareness about mm-hmm. this amenity in, in downtown because a lot of it's happening below street level so it's your your bridges and your roads are sort of crisscrossing it in within the grid and there's this creek that's feeding into the lake at, at, at the the edge of downtown that a lot of folks who visited Austin sort of you know know that that part of town. And there's a couple of different creeks that sort of feed into it. But one of the major ones is Waller Creek. And Waller Creek is essentially going you know, north and south all the way up to the end. So it's it's running parallel to one of the major highways and sort of kind of dances up next to it a little bit. Is this the and, is this the Capitol Dome too? And then that's the Capitol. Yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. So it, it's you're you're within a lot of recognizable downtown elements stitched throughout the city. And this is a really amazing natural amenity uh, and, and, and a watershed. So it's, it, the other part of it is when there are big rain events, there is the potential for flooding. And so mm-hmm. you know, water is going to track towards this creek or the creek starts to rise. And so there was an infrastructure aspect to all this as well that the city was trying to deal with. Mm-hmm. In terms of flood flood mitigation and yeah. flood control, it's ideas about climate that you and I have talked about before. So all those things sort of dovetail into what is Waller Creek and the Conservancy and ultimately Creek Show it becomes this sort of interesting public face of it all for several years. And now this year, one of the things that they have undertaken and now has been realized, or at least the first big phase of it has been realized, is a redevelopment of a of a large park mm-hmm. that was that was already on the path of Waller Creek, and so it was a public park, but had sort of fallen into disrepair, and it did flood from time to time, and so some of these mitigation efforts, you know, were highlighted in this park, and and the the realization that that much land sort of in downtown could be really turned into a great amenity for the public as well as solve some of these other issues. And so Creek Show, I think I would describe it to you is that the artwork sort of started really pretty close to the mm-hmm. lake, kind of down at the, the base of the creek, and then has slowly migrated, whether by intention or not, um, year to year up the yeah. and, I would I would and think now, though. Oh, sorry. And, just... and now is and now is at this park that just opened this year. 
Oh, okay. So, so this made it, I mean, I would think if they were, I, there's an interesting strategy to that as far as your, your initial, when you mentioned the uh, use of art and I would almost, you know, call it art and architecture, the, de- the designed elements are occupiable as For a, sure. as a beacon or a way to raise awareness of, of this natural or a natural amenity and and it's as a creek, right? It's it is a directional natural environment, right? You have water moving. And so it goes from an origin source to an outlet, right? To the lake. And sort of highlighting the various stages or the points along the creek would make sense. So if they did, if there was an intention behind it, I think that's kind of a a, a smart move to sort of because just like now, if you made a comparison to like urban environment, downtown Austin is not just downtown Austin, right? I mean, you, you have different pockets of characteristics that are different all, all throughout. And so activating a space in this portion may not be the same as activating a, a space in some other part of town. And so the sort of serendipity or the outcome may not necessarily be predictable. And that sort of unpredictability is probably a good thing. And so that's just the way I see it as an outsider, right? Right. Well, and 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 I think unpredictability is sort of the the a nice way to, to even look at Creek Show itself. I mean, is that there's an unpredictable aspect of what art gets selected and who's participating. And then there isn't specific sites as as it's as it's there are sites in a sense because people traditionally were using the same sites over and over again. But even with now that it's started to migrate up the creek, what's sort of interesting for me as, a, as somebody who's gone several years in a row now is that, and then also participated myself, is like the site that we worked at, there had been three or four installations at it prior to us. We were the last one, though, to, mm. to occupy that site. The following year, they had moved further up. And so in all these successive years, and and now this particular year, this is the first time that these particular sites that are in these two sketches have ever had art. Mm-hmm. And and so there's that unpredictable nature of it. And and it's like, it's sort of that you know, when you build it, will they come? And how mm-hmm. will they enjoy it? And how what's the reaction going to be to it? Yeah, I'm flipping and, to the other one. But yeah, and, 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 and this one too is is one where... There is a large permanent built pavilion, open air pavilion by Thomas Pfeiffer and partners. And so it, it occupies a large portion of the, the, the park site that, that all these artworks are now housed within, or at least were housed within for this creek show. Mm-hmm. And it, it in and of itself is sort of a, an artistic architecture piece. And one of the one of the installations sort of in the right of this sketch, it looks like something to sort of hang there. And, and so there was a, they used the, the framework of this trellis, this white transparent trellis frame that sort of over the top of the stage, they used it as a, as the means to hang sort of lit pieces in sort of in a, in a repetition that you kind of walked through this environment, which was, I, I thought pretty effective. And its positioning on the site is sort of it it bounds and sort of creates an edge towards downtown on one side the sketch sort of looks back towards the creek side 
and and there's another artwork there in the in the on the far left mm-hmm. and those were right. in, in inflatable yeah inflate inflatable pieces that had sort of a like a cactile or cactile is that a word cactile. i think it is now that's yeah good. but they were it looked I like mean, agave kind of yes there you go and and yeah. they were they were they were a big hit for sure i think from yeah. a from an interaction standpoint I mean, it was like bouncy house meets art and gave in this brand new park. I think it, the and the the idea of sort of super scale was was really really effective for for those. And I think they were well cited. Really really liked really liked the way that they sort of created their own little environment within the park. There were some more delicate artistic pieces. And the, the previous sketch I thought was maybe one of my favorites in terms of the, the built aspect of it. Also, because you had multiple vantage points, this particular one that, that's drawn, you, you picked up on it right away is it's, it's got this great vista back towards the cat. And so you kind of get this sense of where you are in space in downtown, yet there's this layering of space. And so the sketch really tried to tried to capture that i did i didn't do this one on site i did i admit i spent a lot of time on this one afterwards but it was i think it's it's it was a personal challenge and i i knew it when i saw it how i wanted to draw it though was that the the foreground there's sort of a limestone pathway there's a lot of what's for 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 a park that's dealing with water mitigation Mm -hmm. there is a lot of cast elements so i'm (laughs) We haven't had a big, big rain event, so I'm not sure mm. <laughs> you so know, how it's in, all impervious surface. Maybe. Yeah, very, very. So that's sort of interesting. But so that that bottom portion of the sketch is a cast retaining wall. Mm. And then you sort of see some scale figures with the artwork there. And then in that sort of white zone, that's a uh, sort of a play on the figure field. And then behind it, that dark night sky with the the silhouette of the parking garage and and then the capital in the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like how the again sort of using these lines as a, a way to render the sky and and a backdrop and and your your sort of squiggle squiggle landscapes, which are I think I mean they read it reads really well. I like your scale figures too. But I, I actually did notice the your sort of subtle hint at the block work, and so that was interesting to see that. Uh, now that you mentioned what it is actually, and how that sort of figures into the whole the whole space. Uh, yeah, the, it, it, there's a lot the of landscape depth. is yeah, because the landscape is really tiered, and uh-huh. so I was I was trying to figure out the best way to to capture that. And so you were starting to to say it, but I think that that was the thing is like there's there's these layers of space. And, mm-hmm. but a lot of it's really built up. And I was, I'd been in the park once before without the, it's only, it's only been open for a little while. And, but seeing it with all the artwork and seeing it with so many people in it for, for the Creek show itself. Uh, I mean, this is, this is a show that brings 10,000 people to, to, to the park for, for a show in one evening. And in this case, they're, you know, because of COVID protocols, they're sort of controlling access and things like that. But, but yeah, it, it that activated this space in the evening it was it was it was nice to see but it definitely some layering of space that i was trying to trying to capture at least yeah well i see it i mean i can I, it really neat for a, a flat sheet of paper the sort of 
sort of backdrop and stage and almost imagining it, thinking of it almost like theatrically, a stage set with doing the most out of a little limited amount of real estate. And and so the vantage point I, that you pointed out that you you wanted the view that you sketched and it took you a, a little bit of a, a sort of return to to get there. But yeah, it's really... It's a, it's a really nice, and, and there's sort of heavy render. I don't, it's like overly wet pen. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. to call it. Like in the way the, the shadows are sort of in the texture of these poles, which I imagine are kind of like a teepee of sorts, or I don't know what they were intending. As I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't necessarily read. Um, I, don't, the, I don't know the, if teepee is the right word to use. <laughs> But, well, it, yeah, yeah it, I mean, it's, I think that the the abstraction of these offset poles, you know, was it was a it was an interesting scale game because they all weren't the same height, and they they had a, I I interpreted them. I didn't read it, and I should go back, but I interpreted them almost like like mechanization, like that they were sort of creatures in and of themselves that mm. were sort of almost still walkers that they were mm-hmm. sort of like moving in this landscape and you were sort of capturing it uh, and they lit up the tops lit up oh. and there also was sort of a the, 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 the way they were fabricated they actually had some leds in the in the cylinders themselves so there was mm. one side of it that sort of had a had a glow to it and so that was part of the idea with the sketch was how do i render that part of this is shell and then part of this is light yeah, I you can know, see that now. All, you know, all with all with one pen. It's and no color. That's really um, that's very mysterious. <laughs> but 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 yeah, I, I kind of I I read in sort of not reading the artist's description. I read them almost like these sort of mechanization, these sort of yeah. elements that were sort of creatures walking in yeah. the park, and I, I, yeah, and I and, I, and I liked it. It was sort of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up the see if I can find some pictures, more pictures of this year's installation. But the and one 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 last thing for me at least, and if you, I'll give you the last word. But I really am intrigued by the the concept of bringing awareness to the watershed and the urbanization of downtown Austin. And now that I'm teaching, we we recently have been having some conversations about potential projects for next semester on uh, in the Detroit area and over, you know, the Detroit or the, the Detroit river watershed, which is fairly large. Well, the, the largest portion of it is through Wayne County, which comes, you know, which is where Detroit is and funnels into the Detroit river. Wayne County it's the math is staggering. It is like 90 plus percent paved or impervious. So we've had, I mean, if you've read the news, there are some freeways that are above ground and then some that are sort of below ground as they try and weave these things throughout the city that have literally flooded like a bathtub in in these heavy rains over the past uh, few years. And these inundation events, right? Where it's just a ton of rain at once. And I wonder if there is some aspect of this sort of art and installation that could help to raise awareness in the Detroit area, maybe. And well, and I, I think it's, it's it's certainly something to, to consider. I mean, the 
One of the early individuals that the Conservancy reached out to and brought on board was part of the Highline project. And so they had... Was it a landscape, a landscape guy, Udoff? No. no, no, no. It was one of the community organizers. Oh, oh, oh. It was, it was somebody who was interested in the, 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 what you're describing, the, the, the place aspect of the infrastructure and the impacts of it to the community and then how art or installation or intervention can, can change one's perception and awareness of a particular place that's maybe underutilized or needs to be rethought or fill in the blank. But I think what my, as much as I like what you're talking about, and I completely agree that that might be a way to, to, to think about it for Detroit, the thing that I would say, the caution, the cautionary tale part of this, maybe, maybe that's where we kind of pin it and, and, and end on is that in this particular case, I thought it was very and a little bit ironic that now that the park is open, and this is a first phase of a larger, I mean, the project is not done. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's more work to be done. But now that the park is open and Creek Show was very integral, you know, to its awareness campaign and, and to the movement throughout the few years that it's been going on. Uh, and the artwork is now in the park for this year. And now it's, it just, just finished, just closed. None of the artwork was in the water. So none of the artwork was actually in the creek itself. And so I thought that that was a missed opportunity. And as somebody who has personally spent time in the creek, I, 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 think, I think that, that that part of the story is still really important. And I think was really kind of a missed opportunity for them as they're trying. It became more of an event about the art and the place as opposed to the event, the art, the place, and the awareness of the bigger picture. And I think that that part, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen more of that. And I think that 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 might be my my one criticism of it. But otherwise, I thought the artwork was 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 really inventive. Definitely, everyone's upping their game, which is great to see. And some of them were certainly favorites. This one in particular, so. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's that's a, a good way to 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 set the tone and and sort of we we should probably I think it would be interesting to revisit again. I say this probably more often, but we do always circle back to some things. But yeah, thanks for these really nice sketches and and your part your continued participation in the creek show. So have a nice turkey day. Yeah, you too. Yeah, turkey. No mayo. No mayo, buddy. Camp cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Can't make any promises. <laughs>